Welcome to another 10-minute takeaway with me, Dr. Nikki Ramskill, the female money doctor. I aim to pass on 10 minutes of wisdom to you about money to help you feel happy, confident, and in control. So that's enough of that. Let's get on with the episode. Hi everybody and in this 10 minute takeaway I wanted to talk about credit scores. So credit scores, you know, have you looked into yours? Do you know what your credit score is? When I first looked at mine it was on the advice of a mortgage advisor and this was because he wanted to know what my credit score was so that when I went to look at, you know, different different, um, lenders to get my mortgage sorted out he could decide whether or not I would be accepted by these different lenders. And at the time, I had a really excellent credit score. I'd done a lot of work around it, so it wasn't a problem. But actually, if that's the first time you do it and you realise your credit score is not so good, it that would be a good time to start addressing it and work out why it's not so good and then what you can do about it. But not panic. I don't want you to panic about it. Your credit score is basically just a way of showing a bank how good you are with managing money. So it's they they can use this as a way to decide how risky you are to lend to. Now they don't know who you are. They don't know what you're like as a person. They don't see what you do on a day-to-day basis, but they do have this score to use. And if they find that the score is low, they will be less inclined to lend to you or they might want to lend to you but at a much higher interest rate than someone who say has got a, a better credit score because you're riskier to them. In their eyes, they think you're a riskier bet. So they'd, they'd rather make more money off of you through a higher interest rate or by just not lending you to you at all because it's too much of a risk. So your credit score not only impacts on whether or not you can get a mortgage, but it also impacts on whether you can get a credit card, whether or not you can get a loan, perhaps get a car payment, you know, whatever it is that you want to set up, it can influence so much. So it's really important to keep a very close watch on it. I check mine every single month. I use a free service called Credit Karma. You can use any of the free services out there. You just have to have a look. But what you could also do is have a couple of different ones that you check because lenders actually use different ones. So one bank might use Equifax, another bank might use Experian. So having a couple of different ones is a good way of just checking that each of them are all satisfactory. But don't pay for them. You don't need to pay for them. You can get a lot of them for free. So do some searches and, and just pick up on, on the free ones that are available. Now, there are some things that make your credit score go down. And I'm going to go through a couple of those now. And then we're going to talk about some of the myths. And then we're going to talk about how we can improve your credit score. And you don't actually have to use a credit card to improve your credit score. That's one of the methods. So we'll go through that in a sec. So what makes it go down? Well, The first most important thing to make you aware of is that if you've got a lot of available credit, so let's say you've got two or three credit cards and that gives you £20,000 worth of potential debt that you could use. If you're using £19,995 of that, your credit score is not going to be great because you're using a lot of your available credit and you've got no wiggle room. So a bank will look at that and they'll think, hmm, this person isn't managing their money so well, they're using a lot of their credit, they're now asking for more credit, 
mm, not so sure about this, perhaps we won't lend to them. So making sure that you're not using all of your available credit and leaving some of it free and available is a really great sign to a bank because it shows that you're managing your money well, you're not drowning in debt. So definitely, definitely look at addressing your your debts and things like that. It's one of the things you can do to help improve your credit score. Likewise, if you don't have any debt at all, so you've never taken out a credit card, you've never taken out any any kind of loan or or you know even a phone payment or anything, that also looks dodgy to a bank because they don't they don't get that. They've got no way of checking how responsible you are with your money. So for them, they would also put you in the more risky category because the fact you haven't taken out any loans or or anything. So they've got nothing to compare to. So that is another thing you can address. That If you've never taken out any credit at all, that would be something you can do in order to improve your credit score and, and, and improve your standing with a bank, especially if you're looking to get mortgaged, that kind of thing. But we'll talk about that in a bit more in a minute. The other things that can make your credit score go down will be if you're not on the electoral roll, so make sure that you are on it. Um, the electoral roll is like the bank's way of showing that you're stable and you're settled. So, it, it, you know, it's just something you can do. It's an easy thing. You don't have to go and vote or anything if you don't want to. It's just something easy you can do that will help improve your score. And likewise, the other things that will make it go down will be lots and lots of searches. So you've done lots of um, maybe credit card applications or something like that all in one go, especially if you've been turned down and then you've applied for another one and then been turned down and applied for another one. That's going to reflect badly on your credit, credit score. So if you do get rejected for one, take a step back and actually have a look at your credit score and work out why you've been rejected and perhaps do some work around improving your credit score before then applying again. Um, and then the other thing would be if you've got missed payments, so that will put your credit score down. So if you haven't had your direct debit set up on your credit card, if you have to pay it manually or, you know, one month you couldn't afford to pay a bill or something, that will reflect badly on it. So make sure that you're always up to date with your bill payments and you don't miss any. So that is definitely something you need to do. And then the other thing might be a county court judgment, which is the reason why it's so good to look at your credit score. Because you might well have had one of these taken out and you don't know anything about it. You don't remember anything about it. It was just something that happened. But that can also reflect badly in your credit score and will be on there for seven years. So it's definitely something to to be aware of and, and check for. Your credit score will also give you information about previous addresses you've been to, you know, living in, um, people that you've had joint connections with, that kind of thing. But one of the myths I want to bust is your previous addresses or address that you're currently in could be blacklisted because of previous occupants. So if you've, you know, been a student and you've lived with other students and one of them was particularly bad with money and was in a lot of debt, just because you lived with them doesn't mean that you are also blacklisted. So that's that's a myth that you don't need to worry about that. And the other thing is if your partner or the person you're married to has got a bad score, that means you'll also be affected and vice versa. No, your credit score is individual to you. The only time it might affect you is if you want to get out a joint mortgage or a joint credit card or something like that, because then it will take into account whoever's got the worst credit score because that might affect repayments and that kind of thing. So, you know, it's good to know what your partner's is. And if you do want to take out a joint mortgage, you need to both clean up your credit scores and just make sure you're on the same page with it because, you know, it can make things difficult down the line. Um, so now I want to talk about a few things you can do to improve it. So we've spoken about a few things, really simple stuff like electoral roll and that kind of thing. But 
Having some form of credit is really important because that will show a bank that you are responsible. So the first thing you can do is take out a credit card um, or a mobile phone or something that you need um, to pay back with time. And as long as you don't miss any of your payments, that will be a way to demonstrate that you're good with managing your finances. But if you don't want to take out a credit card, and personally, I don't like the idea that people have to take out a credit card to improve their credit score. I actually prefer this other method, which is by a company called Lockbox. Now, that's spelled L-O-Q-B-O-X. Now, this company, I think, is brilliant. So what they do is they get you to save money into their account, but they set it up with the credit score agency to make it look like you've taken out a loan. So let's say you want to save £100 a month for a year. That's £1,200. To the credit agency, it looks like you've taken out a loan with Lockbox because you've agreed to pay £100 a month to Lockbox to save for you. So the credit agency, as far as they're concerned, it's a loan. As long as you're making those payments, you're paying off the loan, that's demonstrating that you're responsible with money and that's increasing your credit score. On the lockbox side, you're actually creating a savings plan. So you've at the end of the year, you'll have your £1,200 in savings. Then as long as you follow the instructions carefully and you take, you know, that you have to take that money and put it into a bank account that they tell you to do. So when I did it, I had to open an RBS account. I just transferred the savings into the RBS account. Once it was all set up, I can then get the money easily and there was no penalty involved. They get their commission from RBS for opening an account with them and it didn't cost me any money. Whereas if I had tried taking it out without doing the steps, they would have charged me for it because they wouldn't have got their commission from RBS. So that's how they get paid. It's nothing to be worried about. You can access your money. Just follow the steps properly and you'll get it. But I think that's much, much better than using a credit card because at the end of it you'll have a nice lump sum of savings i mean if you could save 100 pounds a month that's your emergency fund done sorted and it's all kept safe for you with lockbox so there we go that's my 10 minutes nearly up that's all about credit scores so go and have a look at yours start tracking yours and start doing some things today that will help you improve your credit score if it's not in the excellent category already so have fun with it enjoy and if you have any questions feel free to email me or come over to the Facebook group and come and find me. Um, take care and I'll speak to you soon. Bye. And that's it. That's 10 minutes done. So I hope you enjoyed the episode and you gained something from it. If you have any ideas for topics or you want to make any comments, then feel free to email me info at thefemalemoneydoctor.com or if you really want to, which would be awesome, come and find me in my free private Facebook group on Facebook so we can um, carry on the conversation. Um, just when you're looking for the group, just type in the female money doctor and you should be able to find me. Any problems, let me know by email. Take care, have a good day.